Welcome to Beyond the Stories, a creative business podcast for those looking to find freedom and fulfillment in the work that they do. With me, business coach and therapist, Lauren O'Sullivan. Hello, welcome to today's episode. I hope you're well. So today I'm very excited to share this episode with you. I have just spent the morning having the loveliest chat with James and Joe Amelia, who are honestly a genuine pleasure to chat to. It's one of the reasons I love doing this podcast so much because it's a great excuse to get to chat to people that I wouldn't always get a chance to and get to know them a little bit more and share that with you too. So James and Joe create inspirational photography and film for brands with soul, as well as offering courses teaching photography that help people find their own visual style and take photographs that they can be proud of. James and Joe are super passionate about what they do, working with ethical, eco-conscious and diverse businesses. In this episode, James and Joe talk about how their business has developed over the years and how their style and confidence has evolved and developed. They also share some of the valuable lessons that they've learned along the way and at the end give some of what I can honestly say is some of the wisest advice put so succinctly that I've heard for a long time. The culmination of years of open-hearted experimentation in discovering their way in the world and in their business. A real must-have for any creative or business owner. I really hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Here's Joe and James. Hi Joe, James, welcome to the podcast. Hi. Hi. Oh, it's really great to have you guys here. It's the first time I've had uh, double guests on the podcast, so that's quite exciting. I feel honoured. <laughs> <laughs> well, between you, there's, there's so much I like to ask you guys, but before we kind of go into that, would you be able to do a quick intro into who you are and what you do? Yeah, yeah. Um, we are photographers. We make small films. We um, we teach as well, so we uh, we do we do quite a, a, a lot of little things. And yeah, we just we've sort of come from our backgrounds a bit varied, and we're sort of learning along as we go. But yeah, it's um, we're kind of um, aimed in the same direction towards helping brands and businesses. I think that's what we've kind of developed into over the last few years so we we love working with creatives I think that's always been a really key thing me and James we just we always get a real energetic feeling when we've when we've spent time with anybody that is passionate about what they do Um, and then I think a couple of years ago we sort of realized that there was a lot of people that wanted to take really great photographs for themselves so they couldn't necessarily book a photographer all the time Um, But they needed to be able to take great photos like every day for their own business. So we decided to set up like an online course to help people do that. But we also still love shooting and creating for um, creatives, probably in a bit more of a kind of professional sense or something that you'd perhaps put on your website or, you know, something that's a little bit more emotive, really. So it'd have a a definite effect on your audience. But essentially, we kind of work for, for the same kind of people. Yeah, and I think that definitely comes across in terms of your passion for who you work with and that connection that you have with the people you work with. I think it comes across in terms that you can see that really is your best work and that really kind of lights you guys up and um, and that's, that's what really works for you. Yeah, to be honest, we're really, really very lucky in um, who, we've, who we've had a chance to work with and, and, you know, hopefully who we'll work with in the future and, you know, like, just some of the people we've met along the way, it's uh, become friends and, you know, and gone from there. It's, uh, I think, I think in some ways you, you, you could think that it's, it, it's one of those ways of the world and, you know, these things happen upon you and you, you know, you're lucky to meet different people, but I would imagine it's probably the kind of energy that you're putting out there. And, um, obviously there's certain things that we're always excited about and we try and talk about 
um, openly in our sort of social media world, if that's the thing, and in our day to day. So we, yeah, we've we're just really grateful, aren't we? That yeah. we've managed to meet some really incredible people over the last sort of five gone years. On some, and gone on some journeys and travelled, yeah. and yeah, so it's um, yeah, we're very very lucky. Very lucky, yeah. I think there's luck, but I think you guys are also really great communicators as well. And I think in terms of communicating your ethos and what you stand for and what your approach is, um, you know, that comes across really strongly on, on your Instagram and in your communications in your website. So I think above and beyond it being luck, I think, you know, you you attract you attract the right people basically through sharing your message in a really honest, open and genuine way. I think I think that's the that's the main thing. You guys are really genuine and, and open and honest. It's quite um it's been quite a process to be honest. It's like um I think when we try and talk about how that came about because of it perhaps people imagine that it's something that just comes naturally and and that you should be really good at it like automatically and it can put quite a lot of fear into anybody who's starting up doing anything like this and representing themselves as as their own business but I know when we first started out that James had his own photography business and I sort of came into it which we can sort of go into a bit later but I think uh, essentially we tried to split the roles a little bit so that we had different different things to do so James would do most of the photographs and the editing um, until I learned how to shoot and then I'd I started off doing some of the words for him and I remember finding it incredibly terrifying <laughs> trying to kind of write on behalf of him and us as a business it's like you know the the sort of language that you have to use I was just speaking to somebody else about it this morning the the language is is, is a learned thing you know it's not always <laughs> it's not always mm-hmm. natural so as, as much as we've kind of I feel as though the brand itself has, has definitely developed, hasn't it, over the yeah, last um, five years. It feels much more us now than it ever was, but it is definitely a process. It's, I think yeah. starting out as well, you, you tend to look at other people and you, you sort of admire them and you try and almost copy or emulate them. And we did that to start with, you know, like didn't have a clue. So I thought, oh, I'll just I'll just do what they're doing. And one of the things that we've realised that's been so important is just the fact that you can copy someone so far, but then it won't go any further. You'll have to almost start again and copy something else or until you get to the point where it's you. Yeah. yeah. You, you like, it's just, you have to be genuine. You have to sort of find out what is your passionate about. And, and we've, we've been through a whole process of that over the last, well, yeah. it's been the last five years, isn't it really? Um, yeah, like I, so. I even remember like when we shot weddings together and we might be staying in a hotel in Scotland or something like that. And we'd, we'd get up early in the morning. We'd be thinking about how we were going to approach shooting the wedding because you know that's part of one of our processes that we chat about it beforehand and really be a bit more directed before we went in and we'd be like right we need to write a new about me page for instance which sounds crazy now that you just kind of get into that but we'd get so inspired by stuff that we'd kind of chatted about on the drive and you know what we really wanted for the business and things that yeah, we'd send sort of wake up about half six, and that was the thing that we decided to do. Mm. You know, right? Come on, let's let's think about. It. So we must have tried to describe what we wanted. Oh, I can't even imagine the amount of times we've written and about us. It is. It takes it's another thing that is a process. It does take quite a bit of time to hone in on on what it is that you want. But it's it's kind of opening yourself up to knowing what it is you like and not being apologetic about it. Yeah, that that's so interesting, and I, I I can totally relate to that. And I think um a lot of the people that I work with probably would do as well. And it's like it is a process, and it's something that can't be rushed. And 
it's a process that's actually taking you back to what to yourself isn't it it's finding your voice and like you said the things that you care about which you think would because it's you would come easily and (laughs) you should have that but I think we're just so conditioned I think in you know the previous jobs that we've had or just um society in general that we don't always listen to ourselves and it's reconnecting I think with that that voice inside to find out how well how do I feel about this how do I communicate that and and speak it's like having the confidence isn't it I know when whenever we speak to anybody that that we've mentored or that's done the course if I ever even now when they finish the course and say you know what could we help you with what what are the main things that stop you from getting where you want and and what you want to do And, and they nearly always say confidence like knowing what they're doing and where they go and you know how to kind of achieve it really i think the confidence part always plays a big part in yeah. you know moving you forwards with things and it, it can take it can take a while to come <laughs> yeah especially when it's like it's all new isn't it like you said you expect to be able to do these things straight away but actually like you know sharing your innermost thoughts and ideas which you know you guys and and people with similar businesses and and myself we do because we put ourselves into our business but that feels really vulnerable doesn't it in terms of if you were in a corporate job you put your professional hat on and people wouldn't have to know that much about you and what you think whereas this is the exact opposite yeah and there is a certain amount of vulnerability isn't there and there's a a certain amount of would yeah like you said just putting yourself out there and but from that there is so many like there's so many opportunities to connect with others that are similar to you and 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 meet some incredible people out yeah. there whether they do the same thing as you or they do something that's connected to you whether they want to use your services or whether they whatever it is that you do but it's just it's just being sometimes being a bit more vulnerable um has massive payoffs yeah i think that that's one of the things that james has, has taught me in the last sort of eight years really is he always goes into everything and I'm going to say this in the nicest possible way I'm looking at him now thinking <laughs> I know what he knows I'm going to say but he kind of bounds into everything like a young person or a little puppy we used to joke about because he has no fear and he'll say he does have fear of speaking to people and you know approaching doing a really personal sort of portrait shoot or something but essentially he's sort of taught me over the time that there's no point in fearing things like that you just have to try and and be open and and hope that that person will respond in the same way and and if they don't that's not really your fault you know it's just how it is but if you go in open-hearted and and you go in with an open mind yeah. then hopefully you will receive that you've back. got you've got to be you can't that's when you're taking someone's portrait, you can't expect them to give you this really beautiful, emotive portrait as soon as you put the camera up because there's so many barriers, like obviously, um, and things that they've had to overcome just to get there or you've, you've got there and then the, what's happened before and what's happened during, you know, like everything. So you've almost got to be a bit vulnerable to let them know. Yeah, it's okay. And it's, I just think it's really important. It's important as people, I think we should um, connect a bit more my way. It's kind yeah. of how we um, we do. What, I know when we started writing the course, I had real fears about not coming across super professional and not having this, you know, a bit like the corporate thing you were saying before about that, like corporate 
presence and it's you know I worked in a bank before I was a bank manager so it's kind of instilled and conditioned into that in you that you you've got to come across in a certain way and and people can't get through the cracks because if they that you've got any vulnerabilities or any concerns yourself that they're going to pull you right down and we had to sort of tell ourselves and then be really open with our audience in the beginning and say you know look we don't know everything because we're always learning as well you know yeah, we're still, no everybody's still learning to this but we will find out you know if we don't know that answer it's likely that we've experienced or we've tried it before and we'll tell you everything there is to know we're not going to hide anything from you because this is you know, this is your own journey. We can tell you how to do bits, but you are going to find this way on your own. But you, you do need to be open about it and, and mm. see how that, you know, see how that goes. There's just no point in being corporate about, you know, learning particularly. It just It just doesn't seem to sit well. I think, I think to your point then, really, it's about recognising the value that you've got to offer. I think, you know, what you said about in those early stages where, you know, you felt like you had to have a certain amount of expertise or knowledge. And I think sometimes people can can get caught up in that and not actually recognising the value that they have got and the value they have got to give. And you're absolutely right. Nobody can, you know, nobody actually can really know everything. So it's about recognising where you are at that point and the people that you want to help. What is that value that you've got to offer? Because, you know, it is a, it is really valuable and it is going to help people. Yeah, and there's, and there's lots of elements to it isn't there it's it's not necessarily just I remember when we started out and it's like right we need to write about photography and learning manual and and all these elements and then we had to take a massive step back and go hang on a minute what is it about the way we shoot that we want to pass on and it was a it sounds really strange now but it was more of a feeling so we had to kind of change the language so that it showed people how to shoot in an emotive way so it was more connected with themselves and we thought well actually that's a a whole different way of looking because you can go on YouTube you can read manuals you can do all sorts and they will tell you a million different ways how to express yourself with a camera or how to use it but but they don't necessarily teach you the kind of the way a simple way to kind of get across your own your own mind and your own visions it is, and it's a different way of doing it, isn't it? It's like, you know, you guys talk about intuitive photography, which, you know, is very much, it's not kind of the tick box of things. Of, no, you know, it's the te- definitely not a tick box. There are some tick boxes, but... Um... Well, yeah, I mean, like the, the settings and everything, it is, we teach in a way that it's just really simple and it's really, um, like, it's not over-technical because the main thing is that you start, you learn by taking pictures. You, you learn by making films. You learn by going out and doing the thing more than, um, and you are going to make mistakes. Everyone make, we still make mistakes now. And it's just, just getting to that point. So if it's the technical stuff that's standing in your way, well, yeah, it's fine. Like we'll teach you in a certain way that you can just get out there and start shooting. But it's more, the thing that's more important to us is that they shoot for themselves. They, you know, they connect with the people that they need to connect with and they see the colours and they know the value of where things are in a, a frame of a picture and and then to go from there. And that's more valuable, isn't it? If you give those people those skill sets to be able to, to see that and understand that and almost like look at the world and look at, you know, like the colours and the light, like you explain in a different way and show them how to do that, that's inherently more valuable than just like you said the the technical skills that you can of course you show people but if you can show them how to do that themselves and how to have that eye they're going to be able to take that and develop that themselves 
Yeah, and then we've we've always kind of said that having a you know having a camera and knowing how how to use it feels like a real privilege, you know, because you can you can tell these incredible stories and whether they're about different people or the for your own family and friends and and the things that you always you know, I mean, these days are not necessarily printed, are they? They are, they are things that tend to be on our phones or, um, you know, stuck on your laptop or in a memory card or something. But uh, essentially, they are still memories of a certain moment in time. And that never goes away. Once you've taken that snap, you've you've got that moment and it's, and it's a memory. And it's such an incredible privilege to be able to stop that moment in time and have it. Because even if you took a really standard photograph, it doesn't have to be a styled one or anything like that that's still something really special because in another 40 50 years everyone's going to look at that photograph and think goodness me that's you know that's different Mm. that's that's my grandma that's you know whatever it is but it's that I think that's what we get out of it as well isn't it it's that element of when we look through books and we see these and they just make you feel something they make you feel alive I think half the time which which is special in terms of the photography, obviously you guys have got such you know um, a passion for it and you know for what you do. How did how did you guys get into it? So I uh, I travelled a little bit and I ended up in South Africa, and I was working on a, a TV series and. Um, Basically, the producer's wife was a fashion photographer and she needed some help. So I said, yeah, yeah, I'll go and help. And I'd, like, I'd always had a camera and I've always taken pictures, but not to the extent of being involved in it or wanting to do it on a professional level. And I went along and I just helped and I, I didn't really think too much of it. And I just got on with everyone and carried the bags and set the lights up and then sort of started learning from that. And then she passed me on to another photographer um, who was a lot more sort of high fashion sort of things and it was I don't know it was was really really inspiring working with him he shot for some quite big women's magazines yeah he's he's shot with like all the major sort of brand magazines and and things like that so he's um but he really inspired me and I bought my first camera from there so then in South Africa I was like oh I'm gonna be the next big fashion photographer and I like that was my dream when I started out and I was reading all the that's what you wanted to do fashion yeah well, yeah yeah so fashion and and sort of that that type of thing I didn't, really didn't have a clue looking back at it but I, and I shot some models and some clothing brands and you know whatever else and it, it was good. So I came back to the UK thinking, you know, that's what I'm going to do. And it turns out being a fashion photographer is quite a tough gig. <laughs> it's quite competitive as well. And so I, I ended up working full time. And But at the same time, I was sort of doing these free little shoots. And I met Jo um, on one of these shoots. And she was a, she was the makeup artist because Jo's, uh, well, you, you are a makeup, makeup artist, Yeah, you? I don't do it quite so much anymore. But yeah, I still, still do it. And then, you know, Jo said if you, you know, why don't you photograph a wedding? I was like, you know, weddings, the it's, it's all full of like greasy old men that do weddings and take the standard. And she's no, no, it's changed quite a bit. It's not like that anymore. <laughs> um, actually I've got a wedding coming up and it was this really lovely couple called Lisa and Russell. And yeah, I just went along and, and shot the wedding and I was like, Oh, it wasn't too bad. They just let me do what I wanted. So I was like, Oh, I'll just approach it from that angle. So then one led to, I think we did. I did nineteen the first year, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is all right." And and yeah, then Joe, was, I came along at the back end of that year. Yeah, and then and he basically just, handed me a camera for a wedding in London, and went just just go. go. <laughs> <laughs> Three minutes deep. We'd had a few a few lessons beforehand where 
I just felt incredibly self-conscious because I, I already knew James's work and I thought, oh my goodness me, this is going to be really hard to follow. <laughs> but that's kind of where it started off with the training thing or the teaching because James taught me exactly how he'd learned, even down to the fact that we joke about it. But if I ever left the camera bag open when we were shooting a wedding, it'd be like, oh my God, I can't believe you forgot to shut the bag because if they drop out, they break. God, it sounds awful now. No, but it was, it was the way that, because James started off as, a, as an assistant, that was really key for him, that he didn't damage the equipment. So we, we I just kind of followed the way that, that he'd learned, but it was obviously a really, I felt really lucky to learn from James in that way because it, it just clicked. And it, he sort of said, oh, you've already got the eye for it, but having an eye is quite different to doing the level of photography that he could do so I think it was quite terrifying in the first in the first few months until we the following year and then the following year we did about 55 60 weddings so we we nearly killed ourselves (laughs) taking every job possible I think but so it went on for four years yes four years we we did that and then Margot came along who's our daughter and she sort of put a different perspective on things as as little girls do, or there's little children do, I should say <laughs> little girls. But yeah, sure. So um we weddings slowed down a little bit and because weddings were never meant to be they were never meant to be that was never meant to be our business, but it just sort of happened and it happened really quickly and we and because you get booked so far in advance, it, it was it was amazing. We had we, quite a few years not I don't mean we were booked up quite, but it was always like eighteen months ahead. So um it was hard incredible. to imagine how you would do anything else and it and shooting weddings affects your lifestyle quite a lot as well because it meant that before we had Margot we were away every weekend which initially was great because it meant that we got the weekends you know there was just me and James and we got to travel the country and sometimes went abroad which was really exciting but it also meant that we didn't have chance to see our own family and friends very much you know the weekends when people were having barbecues and get-togethers and you know kids stuff parties we just missed it all and, and I think it was it was a bit of a realisation that we were kind of at everybody else's events, which was wonderful, you know, being part of, we really immersed ourselves in people's weddings and we still do now if we, if we shoot them, it's, it's such a, a wonderful day. And it's, it's such an honour to yeah. photograph someone's wedding. But we were kind of at everybody else's party every weekend. <laughs> and I think we just sort of realised after four or five years that perhaps we'd like to be involved in our own every now and again. So something needed to change, which is when we sort of, decided to transition and pivot our business a little bit which I don't think we were really ready for but at the same no. time it, it I don't just think you're ready for anything of, though like no. in, in in business in that sense we just sort of we went for it really and then we made quite a lot of mistakes and we learned from them and we made some more mistakes and we, we, had, we had a little bit of coaching actually I think you know, our creative processes are really important to us. So so that element of things is always kind of come, it always comes first. So that we've had to keep that in the forefront of our minds because that's what keeps us going. It keeps us energetic with it all. But the business side of it, we I mean, I come from a more businessy background because I worked in, in banking and I did a degree before. So I kind of understand all that side of it, but it, it was always on the, on the back burner, the kind of like, you know, how are we going to, We'd lead with we'd lead with our heart. We've always yes. let, and we, to be honest, we still do now. But obviously, we've got more warning signs around us <laughs> at the moment to to have a bit more of a business head on us and try and stay in our lane because otherwise it can just go off. Yeah, we had we had um I think it must have been a couple of years ago now. We we had some 
some coaching, which was really helpful. And it changed things in such a huge way. But it, that was a, a real exploration into what was really important to us at the time. And, and I remember <laughs> having to figure out what our why was, 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 was one of those points where I could really delve into, but James just kept coming at a stopping point didn't yeah. all the time. It was like, I do not know <laughs> why. <laughs> I don't understand what my why is particularly. And and I think that... I, can't, I couldn't find it. Well, I, still, I don't think... I've not looked into it. I'd like to do it again, but... I it's difficult. Yeah, it's, it's really, really tough. Obviously, we watched the Simon Sinek thing. I think we read the book as well. Yeah. And it's it's brilliant. It's fantastic. But I just couldn't... And I could not formulate the word. I know what it is, but I can't <laughs> formulate the words to put it down. And I understand it all, but I just, and it's quite ironically, it comes from the part of the brain where there is no words. And it's, you know, it is. <laughs> yeah. So. It's, it's more on kind of feeling, isn't it? Than, than I'm going to say, maybe it is just a feeling sometimes, you know, maybe something that can't be articulated yeah. as well. Yeah. But I think as uh, trying to formulate some kind of business plan around it just proved a, a bit tricky in the first year I just we couldn't we knew it was there and we, we kept coming back to it we had a process where we had to keep coming back back to it and reviewing it but it it just unfolded itself I think that's probably the best yeah. way I think it's important to to say that you know don't push things too hard sometimes because you know forcing it's not necessarily going to work you have to give things a little bit of time to open up and develop and you know, there have been points where we've thought, I'm not too sure this was the right avenue. <laughs> um, we were talking about this this morning, like um, since transitioning from weddings, we have probably had a good go at most types of photography. Yeah, I think so. Like, well, I don't know. We we did um, uh, boudoir photography for a little bit. And we personally, I love the idea of this, um, this the idea that you would make a woman or a man, I suppose, because there's doudoir photography now, which is uh, <laughs> which is a joy, and it's not something we've explored yet, and there's still time. But um, but I really love the idea of like making someone feel very beautiful, like in themselves, like not in the world that we live. You know, like there's some like the you look on Instagram and you can feel terrible about yourself. It wasn't a standard boudoir. Like we could ne- no, we never we never managed was- to come up with a name for it because boudoir wasn't really very suitable for oh, it. Yeah. It was just a really nice kind of pure I can't describe it really it just had a real delicate kind of intimacy about it which was nice and because we were both there um it just had another it, sort of element to it yeah it sort of helped a little bit so we, we we did that and then we've done families and portraits and commercial and films and I think even at some point James has done interiors and we've we have covered quite <laughs> quite a number of genres of uh, of photography over over the years until we found the right place and that's not everybody's journey is it some no. people just find what, what they love straight away I'm very just... jealous of those people sometimes <laughs> yeah. but it just shows you doesn't it just just because you know sometimes you have to be willing to go through that experimental phase yeah. Yeah. and actually if the first thing or the second thing that they think doesn't feel quite right it doesn't mean you're on the wrong path altogether it just being let's move and try some try something else yeah, exactly. Everyone, everyone's brain works in a different way, and you know, like you, everyone learns a little bit differently. So, yeah, that was one of the things that we were going to mention. We thought it might be quite useful for for people to hear is that in our creative processes, we've we've had 
some blocks and and struggles with it and when when james said before about staying in your lane that's because james's brain in particular works in a very specific way which is quite different from most i'll let him explain it a little bit more but it did mean over the years that we have gone on different tangents and we have put everything into a new project you know it's not just been like a oh well we'll just try shooting families it's been how do we brand that what will photographs look like what are we wanting to give people it was a full kind of <laughs> full process of, of how we do that and that's because of the the way that James works so I'll, I'll let you explain a little bit more about yeah, that. yeah I feel, feel like you've built it up a little Sorry. bit there but um, <sighs> there <we go. laughs> I um so this was last year last year I suppose yeah um one of the things we stumbled across obviously I felt like I was going around in circles a lot of the time and I was getting I was incredibly passionate about stuff and really focused but then something else had happened and then I'd struggle to get back to what I was doing so I'd focus on something else and it was it was a bit all over the place. It was Incredible. For you, yeah, wasn't absolutely it? exhausting. And I didn't know why. And um we sort of came across some stuff and it uh and then this year it was this year, wasn't it? It was only about, a couple of months ago. About three months ago now. About three yeah. months ago. So I've been diagnosed with ADD. So attention and deficit not ADHD, but ADD. Um attention deficit disorder, I think it's called. Yeah. But they, they've also said that those that definition really doesn't explain. <laughs> yeah, what well it is. So it's it's like I didn't know anything about it when I found out about what it could be last year. And I've sort of looked into it and a lot of it sort of really rings true. And there's there's so many people out there with it that I didn't know and, and didn't realise I've had it all, all my life and and things. So it's it's been an incredible journey, especially this last year. It's the first time I've really spoke about it as well. <laughs> yeah, I did yeah. plan on drinking. Yeah. I was, you know, looking back, like, you know, John, you both saying that that had really you'd seen the impact of that you know how did that feel then once you once you have that diagnosis and put that different light of understanding on on those experiences it was just a a massive relief in a way just I just thought it was just that that feeling of not being capable not being able to do things not being good enough not um not you know like there was always a barrier or something sort of holding you back it didn't really matter how many times I obviously advocated for James and I would, you know, we'd sit and I'd sit, you know, in front of other people or on just general conversations we'd have with each other. It didn't matter how much I said, you know, you, you obviously he is talented. He's, he's got some, there's, there's a different way about how he, how he shoots and things. He just couldn't get to that point of accepting it himself. And I think that's just, that was part of it. Mm. And it was a real barrier, wasn't it? For quite yeah, a massive barrier. And then sort of finding out about it, it's just, it's almost like a bit of forgiveness and then the realizing how your brain works and, and sort of how to sort of move forward with it. And it's, it's just knowing all the information has been massive and it's, it's been super helpful. And like, so now we've put in different sort of little practices or they've just sort of happened really. Yeah, I think um, James does spend a lot of time when, when we talk about, um, ADD I think what what it is really to try and explain if it helps somebody <laughs> to understand it's not the inability to to concentrate so it's not the inability to have put attention onto things it's it's having periods of hyper focus and then periods of not being able to focus so for so for James he could probably build us a new website 
in a morning <laughs> and this happened very often so if any anybody listening has, has come across me and James before they will know we have friends that will joke about the fact that our website used to change quite a lot um, and that's because he could hyper focus on something that much from four o'clock in the morning till nine when we all got up um, that he could really create something incredible in those hours but then he'd be absolutely exhausted for the rest of the day and not understand why you know he just didn't really know why and then probably felt guilty that he wasn't able to join in and you know do other things so it, it's hopefully going to make a big difference yeah yeah well it day. seems to be already just being yeah. able to sort of just give yourself a little bit of a break and you know like not be so and how how you work and now you can you know adapt that and understand yeah if you do have those times when you hyper focus you know you can utilize that time but obviously then not beating yourself up or finding it difficult when you need time to either recover for that or maybe the next stage of work takes a little bit longer to to, to come yeah yeah and it's it's um yeah it's been brilliant it's life-changing absolutely life-changing i think a few weeks ago you said that didn't you because it's taken a few months to get the right help the right sort of dosage of medication that they help to treat add which just helps the focus for longer is that right yeah yeah clearer i think things are a bit clearer from what james has sort of decided. yeah i was with the medication side of things i was really worried that it was going to dull things down or you know like you're just going to end up not being yourself and um i don't i don't feel any different i just it's just the ability to be able to concentrate is um incredible leading on from that really i suppose in terms of working together as, as husband and wife and and maybe the differences in the way you approach things and and the way you guys work especially I think in such a visual business as well. How do you guys, in terms of your approach and your visual style and aesthetic, does your vision and way of working always completely marry up? Or how, you know, how do you kind of assimilate those, those two, two people in that business with one vision and, and, and one business? I think I, we both like similar things, obviously, um, in, in a visual sense, and we both like... We like the emotive style of portraits. We like we really love film photography, its simplicity and the feel of it as well. But obviously, there is certain things that Joe likes that I don't, and and vice versa. But we there there is sort of a common ground when it comes to the business. Yeah, we, there's like a personal. We've obviously got personal preferences, haven't we? Which, yeah. Which will, will you know also develop into our own personal likes in life and and those kind of things. So we've both got different interests, but then. Like James was saying, from a from a business point of view, I think especially when we know what we want to create for other people, when it comes down to our particular sort of shooting for brands and, and people, usually once we get chance to chat about it, which at the moment has been few and far between with lockdown and three children at home, but um, when we do get chance to really delve into it and, and talk about it, it is we usually come yeah. to a, a great common ground with with what we want to produce and and sometimes it is a process again so we might need to collect images or james has perhaps researched some is is a great researcher so he'll he'll quite often show me something that he's been looking at and then i'll get chance to look at it and it's something we have to work on i think if we didn't get chance to sort of discuss it and then there are the occasional times aren't there when you found something that you quite you want to have a go at and then I just sort of let him do it. It's, it's a, there's no reason for me to stop him. And But I think one of the things we had to learn, and, and I remember at Christmas saying to James, he wanted to shoot something in particular and he, he couldn't fit it into the business. And he was getting really frustrated that he couldn't 
put those two together and I just said if you want to shoot that just shoot it for yourself don't feel as though you've got to pull it in to something that's got that gives it a kind of um I don't know what the word is but you know makes it valuable to the business just Mm. make it valuable to yourself if it's if it's a personal project there's no reason why you can't do that you know do it (laughs) doesn't have to tie up does it it's just um, following your own personal sort of paths is is just as important as as doing it for business as well and in terms of then I suppose your your visual style and your creative process and how that's all brought together in the brand I I suppose one how's that developed over time and two it was the kind of a process to finding and discovering that visual style that really felt like it was that representation of you of both of you Yeah, I suppose when we first started out, I looked at other photographers um, in terms of like the way that the images looked. And I would look at other photographers and go, oh, you know, I really love that and I really love that. And I'd try and pull bits from each and then create create my own version of that. And then obviously if you look at our processing now and the way we edit pictures to when we did five years ago, and the same for everyone, it's very, very different. But, you know, it it was a process and it's absolutely fine. But with... um, it's just, it has changed in the sense that it's a bit more refined. It's a bit more every, it's more thought about. It's not as, there's a reason for everything with every image that we take and every, um, like the way we edit things. Like when we work with brands, we don't, like we work with them, how the image looks and when we take it, but then how it's processed afterwards as well. Because every brand now has their own color palette and they have their own, you know, like way of sort of looking at things and lighting things. So it's just working with them, how the image is processed afterwards. So it's quite unique and in, in, in that sense. So we, we definitely, we had a, a discussion about it this week and said that the look that we are aiming towards with the brand as well, because obviously we have done quite a lot of work with our brand this year. We decided to invest in that earlier on, um, mainly because we were wanting to develop the teaching element and the the shooting element um so and refinement is 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 the word really that that we want this this year we want to just make sure that things are are really well thought about because you can have your own style like a signature style I suppose when you look at our work you would probably know it's ours more or less um definitely I think you guys have got a really strong brand presence and it it comes across through all your communications that you you guys do but yeah I think um it's sort of you 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 know the way that you want to shoot but it's over time and experience we've realized that if you're going to shoot on behalf of somebody and show their vision um for their own brand or they're a personal brand you've got to give them time and space to explain what it is that that they want to say their voice so there is an element of compromise in it you know and 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 knowing that you because we've obviously we've worked for we've done commercial business before and felt like we've completely compromised ourselves and just gone in and like high street brands and things. And we've gone, Oh, it all needs to be really light and, you know, um, well exposed. And we need to bring, you know, we, we have a full studio setup of lights that we can bring. Um, but that's not really our look, you know, that's not something that, that we've done, but we have got it yeah. <laughs> because we thought at some point we needed to do it, but it's, it's just, it's all about balance, isn't it? It's just getting the right kind of balance yeah, for you working, and working. for your client, really. And we, we do love working with 
I don't know, creatives, makers, um, just like anyone who's really passionate about what they're doing, not necessarily huge businesses, but then at the same time, we've worked with some really big businesses that are really passionate about what they do. And it's so amazing to work with them. And we love listening to them and listening to their stories and taking on board everything and then going, oh, you know, like, and creating ideas and things. And, and just... I guess one of the elements that's been really important to us over the last four or five years is making sure that we're working with businesses that are ethical and diverse and, you know, really working with people that care about humans and, and the planet and all that kind yeah. of thing. It just, it makes a big difference if you're working with people that, that are also trying to make a difference themselves. It, it, there's, there's a certain amount of power in, in you know, it, it, I, I keep saying about energies, but it just kind of creates this overall feeling. And you think, wow, we could actually produce a, a film or photographs that really tell a different story, you know, that make, and, and that's the kind of work that really inspires us. You know, we if we see a, a video that explains somebody's story and then it leaves you at the end a bit like a film you know you, you get to the end and you think goodness me that's that's quite a big yeah. thing to think about um it gives more meaning doesn't it I mean you've got inherent meaning in the work that you do for you because you know you guys are passionate and you love the work you do but that extra layer of doing it for those types of businesses that um if you can support them and help them in doing the work that they do it gives that extra layer of meaning yeah. um, I imagine to you guys and what it is that you're doing. I suppose it's all, we're not, we're not particularly like political or anything, myself and James, we try and keep a really open mind about things, but, but working for a change seems to feel it fits better for us, you know, knowing, knowing that you can, I think the world as it is at the moment, I think a lot of us feel out of control that we don't have choice, you know, that there's all these things going on and being able to give people a voice and, and allow them to speak their own kind of truths and, you know, talk about the things that are really important to them. However small that may seem to them, it's probably not to a load of other people. So giving them the chance to say something that is really important to them feels really special. And being able to communicate it in a way that, you know, they will have a vision of what, they want their business and brand to look like and you guys are able to facilitate that whether that be showing them through the courses how to do that or taking those images themselves and I just wanted to ask just to go back to a point that you made before Joe about because I think this is a really unique I think it's a unique challenge that photographers have in that you have got to have your your own vision your own aesthetic your own branding and obviously that's really important to you guys and and it, then it's looking at the other side of coin of that, of how that marries up with your clients and and how that you talked about the balance and how your vision matches up with their vision and potentially the challenges that can rise with that. And sometimes, like you said, you get, you're either happy with that or actually you can feel like you've sold out a little bit sometimes in the past. And I just wanted to ask you a little bit more about that in terms of, because I, I feel that you guys are really, you've got to the point where you pour yourself so much into your work and you, it comes across in everything that you do and um, in your images, on your Instagram, on your website. If, do you find now that people actually come to you wanting wanting that piece, a piece of that style basically? So rather than people coming to you and saying, oh, can you shoot this? That's, you know, not necessarily the vibe of you guys. You've, you've got yourselves to a place where actually people are going to come just wanting a piece of what you guys have created and a piece of your vision. Yeah, I think 
from the very beginning that was always even when we did weddings it was we understood that we really needed to push forward with our own style so that um we'd get the right kind of clients for us because the worst case scenario is that you're booked by somebody that wants you to be completely different because not only do you feel <laughs> uncomfortable doing that but but you also can't necessarily provide what they were wanting you know it's and and we I think there have been points in the last few years where we've been able to say earlier on by doing um, a little bit more sort of investigation, really, and just having a really open chat, you know, having a conversation with somebody over the phone can make such a big difference rather than emails backwards and forwards to be, to be able to really grasp what it is that, that somebody wants. And there have been times when we've perhaps had to say, not sure we're really right for this job, you know, just because of, the kind of overall aesthetic that they're after but likewise I'll, I'll be totally honest with you Lauren and I'll say there have been occasions when we've um, been booked for a job you know they, they've said they love our style we've gone through all the process but the way that they work and the and the con- obviously you've got to imagine that somebody's got their own passions in their own business and you're helping them to produce it but if they're the kind of person, because it depends on personalities as well, but if you're the kind of person that is struggling to let go of a bit of the control, <laughs> um, then it can be quite a difficult relationship then because there's a lot of backwards and forwards. And, you know, it, it, in honesty, that that can still happen. It can, you know, I think it's a little bit difficult to avoid that unless you can have a really frank conversation in the beginning because you've got to really know yourself and the client really knows, needs to know themselves and how they work. But in general, I'd say we do get a lot more people coming to us because they understand yeah, the we're style. Looking, we're definitely looking in that sense and it's something we wanted to work towards with the people that we worked with. And just we've worked with some incredible people through Instagram, for example, and there's definitely some dream clients that we really want to work with. And we're sort of working towards that um, at the moment and sort of figuring out how, how, how we can do that. But yeah, we've, we don't want to do something we're not. So I don't know. It's the one thing that I suppose it's always been there for us. We've, um, we've always tried. It's an, it's another, it's another balance. And I think, one of the things that that I always remember when I did, and it, it's strange to kind of put this side by side, but when I started out doing the, the my own makeup business, that was a really personal kind of experience for the client. And I realized over, you know, five or six years that you kind of can't just go in and paint somebody's face how you want, <laughs> because not only are you kind of really in their face doing that stuff, but um you're just projecting your own ideas onto them and it's very personal. So you you kind of have to do a process of elimination first and in a very nice way, but just really work out what they like and what they don't like and, and give people the chance to say that, you know, to let them be open and say, actually, I really don't like that part. I'm not so bothered about that, but I really like this. And then you're not wasting each other's time either. You kind of can get to the mm, job and, and do it. People. Yeah, that that's a huge strength, though. I think in terms of, I think you've got to be really self-aware, and you know, like we talked about that confidence, have that confidence in yourself, in your work, and your value as well, and what you can offer to be able to to see that. And I think you know that strength in knowing that you don't have to be for everybody, and actually that success that you guys have had has really come from focusing in on you know what you do, what you do best. 
Yeah, and it, it's just another one of those things that just takes a bit of. It took a bit of time, didn't it? Yeah. It's and that that's not going to be everybody's journey, is it? Some people we, we've we've met people before that just seem to have this amazing like confidence in themselves, and and that wasn't where me and James came from, and that that's another thing that we've we sort of still learning. You know, I mean, I I know in our professional world, I know people that work in not in our field but in similar kind of fields that have really had to learn that confidence and that language to use and it doesn't always come come naturally does it it, it, it you know it can sometimes take quite a bit of work before you feel like yeah, that massively mm. and we talked you touched a little bit on instagram there and i wanted just to ask a little bit more about instagram really and the role that that's played for you guys and the growth of your business over the last few years and, and what that's looked like yeah. Well, I suppose Instagram's a massive inspiration for us and we're, we are on it every day. But it, like we are aware that it is a massive rabbit hole. You can just end up just hours and hours can just disappear when you're looking at it. And, and we know it's the same <laughs> for everyone. But looking at it from a tool for, for connecting um, other people and being part of a community and finding people that share your vision or your voice or, you know, like... And just just have that. It's it's absolutely incredible, and yeah, it's, it's it's a brilliant tool for that. So like, we do use it in that sense. I'm quite actually enjoying using it. Um, not on my phone, on my laptop a little bit more. Uh, I figured out a couple of ways of doing it, but it's um, yeah, it's just in that sense, it's a bit more. It's just a bit more more of a business. Whereas it's on your phone, it's just it's quite easy to just open. Yeah, it feels have- like more of a leisure activity, doesn't it? Sometimes when you're on your phone. Although I think my phone. I get chance to do more of my business through that because yeah. we've still got Margot at home at the moment. So I find if I get my laptop out, she instantly knows that I'm working and she's like, no. She can smell the keyboard. She can smell that keyboard, yeah. So at least, you know, but then I remember starting out my business doing makeup and without having my phone and Instagram or, you know, those kind of facilities available, I would have never got started. So you've got to be grateful for the opportunity and I know we, I think we watched a TED talk once and somebody was um, talking about marketing and marketing's become something that we've had to really get to know and understand over the mm. last couple of years you know because we originally thought just create some great work and put it on Facebook that was where we first started and then create some great work and put it on Instagram and just just w- say like home or something for weddings <laughs> it worked it worked quite well didn't it because you know, like there is this sense that with weddings, you do need a wedding photographer. Like it's just a given thing. It's like having a wedding dress for a wedding. It's just, it was one of those things. Not all, not everyone has weddings, uh, wedding photographers, sorry, but with like moving into brands and things like that, it's not, or shooting families. It's it not was, a necessity. It was, it was it? not a necessity. Yeah. It was more of a sort of, it's just one of those things. So we we learned very, very quickly that, you know, like with weddings, we could put a picture up and people go, oh, look, they're a wedding photographer. And then they'd get in contact with it if you liked your style. But it was always sort of, we just have to put a couple of weddings. And it was, it wasn't easy. Um, you still have to do things to sort of stand out and, and things. But it was, uh, yeah, it's, it was, a, it was well, a little bit easier than. There's, there's kind of two sides to Instagram for me. So we, me and James approach it in slightly different ways. James has his own instagram account where he'll do his own kind of searching for things especially if he's if he's on a train of thought into shooting a certain type of of photograph or film or something he will use it for research like i said he's a great researcher whereas i'm definitely more the sort of community voice of our business so 
I realised it was probably about two, maybe three years ago now that James just got absolutely overwhelmed with Instagram. And he said, I don't know what I'm supposed to be posting anymore. I don't understand it. I, I think the algorithms and all that kind of stuff was, he'd done loads, like again, he'd done lots of looking into it and research. And he was just like, I, I'm just so lost with it all. And, and I remember we were on a trip to Scotland that I'd booked and we decided that we were going to drop all the hashtags and not bother with them anymore and just shoot what we wanted. We had a very definite style, which we thought at the time was kind of what Instagram wanted. They wanted that formulaic kind of imagery, you know, you just, knew what was to be it's expected. It's all that stuff, isn't it? Like figuring out the algorithm and <laughs> what Pete, and what's going to get you the more likes. And it was just, I just felt like I was drowning in it all. Like you'd read these blog posts and there's still, I saw something yesterday, I think on something that popped up like how to become better on Instagram. It was all that stuff. <laughs> and it, I do think it, you know, it's a really valuable thing, but oh God, you know, like. You get too caught up in it, can't you? Yeah. It's all like, it is, over, it can be overwhelming, definitely. I think what I think like from, from following your, your, your account, I think, I think obviously the communication comes across massively from your imagery, like your beautiful imagery, but your stories as well. I think, you know, that's what I absolutely love about your kind of your stories and Joel, the way you tell your stories and, you know, share your experiences of not just in the business, but your home and your family life. I think that's definitely how I connected with you guys more through through that sharing and that communication. And it's such a powerful thing, yeah, isn't it? So stories. It's such an incredible tool to use, you know I mean? I probably don't post on our feed as regularly as I used to. There was a time when I remember perhaps we posted four times a day. That is crazy. We try, yeah, we tried to try to do so, and you cannot, you can't keep that up. And then I remember a few years ago thinking we needed to post the same time, eight o'clock every evening. I'd have an hour of making sure that I was commenting. I still think that's quite true. Actually, that works it's a good way of doing it. But that, if you think about it, from Rather than a kind of technical point of view and, and it all being algorithm based and, you know, you've got to get your head around these robots that are doing whatever, because to me, I can't connect with that. That's not the human element no. that I go on to Instagram for. What I can imagine is that, you know, obviously there might not be UK followers. I've got to appreciate that everybody's not going to be in the same place as us, but at eight o'clock, you know, I can post something. And then I can sit there for an hour and I can comment. I can reply to people. It's more of a chat though, isn't it now? It's more of a, yeah, you know, like. It feels a bit more real time. Whereas we've used planning apps before. I still, we still use planning, planning apps actually to plan out the images, but I don't use them for scheduling because I feel like I need to be in the moment more because strangely, usually the stuff that I write on Instagram, so the, all of it, to be totally honest. We do try and be a bit more structured with things these days because we're very limited for time. There's five of us in this house and two kids now, and we, we have to use our time wisely, which isn't always great for creative brains because we like to go off on tangents and we like mm. to just go, we're going to go for a walk or we're, we're going to go get a coffee. You know, sometimes we need that to be able to create. But I was saying to James the other day, when, when I come to write an Instagram post, I sometimes worry that I'm not being as creative as James because I'm not researching, but I'm probably soaking up information from everywhere every day. So I'll listen to friends. Listen to people and talking and seeing what's out there with the people yeah. that, you know, that are in your community. Yeah, you sort of see people's troubles and concerns and, and I'm, I'm very much sensitive to all that stuff anyway. So I sort of pick it up. And then when I sit down at maybe seven or eight and start writing it, it's not something that I've really thought about beforehand. But once I start writing, it just comes. And then it's like, wow, I don't really know where that came from. 
but I'm kind of grateful that that's the way it works because it feels real. It feels genuine that it's, it's come out in that way. And I, and I always, I really do just write that stuff so that it helps somebody. I don't really know who it will help, but I just always hope that those kind of thoughts and those words will ring in, you know, true to somebody and they'll, it'll resonate somehow. Definitely. And I think that's, that's the thing. If you kind of put yourself in that place where you're, you're serving and you're helping others on Instagram, you talked about, you know, that energy before, and I think giving that energy out, you know, that's when it, it comes back as well. Yeah. I think it's just nice to let people know that they're not on their own. Um, and, and, you know, both me and James, we're just, you know, we're a couple that live in Yorkshire. We don't know everything about everybody. We, we would never claim to understand everything, but we always want to approach everything with a open hearts and minds and I think if you can leave yourself open like that you know we've got so much more to learn haven't we yeah, about, oh, massively. about everything really and you know we're, we're still only and it's such a like Instagram we've made some incredible friends on there yeah. um and and business connections and and things like that but it's just sometimes it's just nice to know like as crazy as our life is here that you you know like your friend like it's just that you connection communities yeah. online as well you know it's a great thing to have so it's so we've t- chatted a lot about them in terms of what you guys have you know how your business evolved what you've learned over the years and you you know you talk about your lessons still to be learned but I think you know you guys have certainly been on a journey and you know you've got a lot of experience and developed skills over the years and I'm just wondering if you had any advice for anyone so whether that's particularly you know somebody setting out in photography or perhaps just at the start of any business journey you know with those lessons you've learned and maybe those challenges you face what what would be the advice that you would have I think I've I've thought about this a lot in the sense that I just think find find the thing that makes your heart sing just like you know like find what it is and submerge yourself in it follow the the people that are doing it already, co- contact them, try doing it if it is photography or if it is, you know, whatever else it could be um, yourself and know that you're going to fail and know that you're going to learn from each failure. Um, just And know that you can start small as well. You know, some of the, the great, I'm, I'm a really irritating kind of desert island disc lover and I have to mention it every single time. But the reason why I feel like such an old person saying that, because I remember my mum used to listen to it and thinking, I'm never going to listen to that. But I like to hear where people started, you know, and, and usually you start small, you know, you don't have to start big. You can do the tiniest things. Um, you can cook your first meal and take a photograph of it. You can try and write your first song. It doesn't have to be big and impressive, but making those very small steps, but keeping them going um, and not giving up is what makes it work in the long run. Yeah, It's not giving up and, and trying to work on yourself. I think if we could have looked back 10 years ago, it would have been, you know, try and give yourself a break. That's one of the things yeah, that we both said. I, yeah, I, think, I mean, I, I know for a fact that I was too hard on myself and I know Joe was too hard on herself as well. Yeah. And just giving yourself a little bit of a break and knowing that you do need time to sort of time away from, like the internet is a fantastic thing and Instagram's amazing and, and all the rest of it, all of that. But sometimes just sitting quietly and giving yourself, giving your mind a bit of a break you will find you'll come up with the most incredible ideas and you know like being outside you know going for a walk anything like that it's just it's like giving yourself that that headspace and it doesn't like james like james like cycling um 
I like walking. I just really like walking around and noticing nature because it just grounds me and it brings me back to myself. But equally, that can be, we say this to the kids sometimes, just dance around like crazy. Just jump around, put loud music on, sing your heart out, do something that just gets that, you know, energy out of you, that worry, that kind of any form of slight negativity that you might have and just get it out and then let it go. And then, you know, because it's never a good place to work from, I don't think that kind of if ever we've had days where we've we've had to produce something and we've been anxious, it's like the worst day in the world <laughs> to try and be creative when you're feeling like you're not on the back foot or, you know, you're not worthy of what you're doing. So you've just got to shake it out somehow. And, and I think James always knows if I ever get really down, the only thing he can do to pull me around is make me watch comedy. <laughs> Yeah. I don't really know where that came from, but it, it just, you know, they've yeah. got their own mm. thing. Everyone's got something that can pull them out. Finding that's really useful. Being kind to yourself. Yeah, I think, you know, I absolutely love that, guys. I think you two really succinctly put there some really wise words that are, you know, based on saying knowledge over the last 10 years. And I think if anybody can follow that guidance, I think, you know, that's going to really help for sure, definitely. I hope so. Yeah. What's next for you guys? What's next for James and Joel and the Melias? What have you guys got in the pipeline? Um, so there's a couple of things coming up. Uh, we teach a couple of courses and one of them we call it Lost in the Light. So we've got another, we run this four times a year and uh, we've got another one coming up in September. Yes. So we're just, we're just. Last one of this year is coming up in September. Yeah. So we're just tweaking that. I'm quite excited about that because we just, we've recently moved the last course, we moved to a new platform. So this time we were ever evolving it. And I think if you sign up on a course, well, I don't think, I know. when If you sign up on a course, you're there for a lifetime. So we built this really amazing community of people that are on there and it's just it's just like another little family online and it doesn't so. matter if you're new because the the people so, that yeah, have done the course maybe once before or four times before will support the newcomers and it's just and they just do the same exercises yeah. over and over again because it, it just helps smile. um so yeah it's, but, it's i mean really that's our introductory course to to photography i guess that's what that's developed into and then from there We've got um, another one that James is building at the moment, which is called Sound and Vision, um, and it's that's just, a filming. Yeah, just yeah. to make these um, the small emotive films and sort of people how to do that from the sort of same point of view as the other course, just, you know, like more about the emotive than, um, than the sort of technical side of things and sort of helping people with that and telling people about the, the technical side of things, like asking them what they want to know and how they want to shoot something. Mm-hmm. And if they say like this, I'll go, oh, well, these are the settings, try this and go from there. So it's very personal and very sort of interactive. So it's, it's pretty cool. And then we've got the big one or big, yeah, biggish one. Yeah, we've been one. working on this now for over a year. Um, and initially before... COVID happened, we were working towards doing a workshop this summer. So in fact, probably about a week ago, we should have done an in-person workshop, which was called Lighthouse. So obviously our first course was Lost in the Light. The reason we called this particular program Lighthouse is because this is our home from home that people can come to, feel confident and comfortable in themselves enough for us to be able to mentor them to find their own voice to find yeah. to have their own vision so it's the specifically step, like it? it is it's the next step so it's specifically a course for photographers not necessarily a beginner's course for businesses or brands it's probably more likely for those kind of people that would like to be a photographer but it doesn't cover a, it's not a wedding photography course or anything like that it is 
very, again, like the Lost in the Light one, it's very intuitive. It's around helping people to find exactly the right kind of, you know, photography for them, what will suit their lifestyle, building confidence, all the sort of technical know-how, marketing, branding, it covers all sorts. Um, and it's over either three or six months. So it's quite tailored, really. People can yeah. can choose to work with us on a, it's not even one-to-one, is it? Two-to-one, I think. That's how, it's, that's how it works. And then obviously we've got the brand films and photography, which is really big for us we have to there's two sides to our business we've got the shooting side and the teaching side but the shooting side is is a huge love for us still because obviously if we didn't get to shoot still it would be a very very sad thing so our our kind of love and hope this year is um and going into next year is to be able to create these really full kind of visuals for brands so it's through film like we, we have um a client in particular that we've done two different films for one um was it winter you tell me spring summer autumn autumn, autumn and sp- summer autumn summer um and then in the past we've done photographs for them for for a particular magazine um we've done film portraits so these really beautiful sort of emotive film portraits so they've got a real full kind of um selection of images that they can use for different things and these they all have to be chosen at the same time obviously they can just pick and choose what they need from us but obviously we've got a big range of um you know of, of photography types that we can do to help them show their own vision and their own passions mm. that's amazing so you guys have got a, a lot going on <laughs> yeah we do yeah, always. <laughs> always not just a lot i think you guys will you know you have done and you will help a lot of a lot of people and that seems really exciting so if anybody wants to find out more about that james and joe where can they find you online instagram we are um it's just at themelias.co our website is themelias.co and then we, we also have photo club which was um brought in probably spring around around the time that lockdown it's happened. a free sort of free group online where we are a lot of the time really to be honest um but yeah anyone can join um it's it's literally the melia's photo dot club I'm glad um, you said that then. I couldn't remember which one that one was. And then, um, yeah, so basically that is, if you uh, you find that and you can request access and it's, it's completely free to join. And yeah, it's, it's a growing sort of growing community in there, which is, uh, which is incredible. A lot of people sharing their work and asking questions and things like that. So, yeah. And then email is hello, hello, <laughs> hello at themelias.co. So yeah. all pretty much the same, but we're always there. Well, what I'll do, guys, I'll put the links to that in the show notes so people can come and find you and, and check you out. But thank you so much for that. It was a lovely to chat to you. And, yeah, thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. Yeah, really appreciate <laughs> it. You can find the links for everything we discussed in today's show in the show notes, including how to find James and Joe online. Don't forget, if you've enjoyed today's episode, pass it on and share it with someone you think would enjoy it too. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a lovely week and see you next time. Bye.